This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's happening? I'm good. It's so good to be back here with you. Um, I like that you that it's now officially fall and so then you've changed your facial hair again and you're back right. to the mustache. Back so to I, the mustache. Kinda, I like the idea. I like the idea of being able to gauge what season it is based on your facial hair. Facial hair. You should seasonal do like hair. Seasonal hair, yeah. Yeah, I should change it like winter full beard, fall mustache, uh, spring clean face, like a spring cleaning, right. and then the summer scruff. That's it. Yes. Look, look, look at that. There's a t-shirt there. The wow. four different facial hairs of Freed. You know, like Just we could created do like a whole seasonal menu. You know how um, there's a uh, there isn't there a restaurant like a really nice restaurant that changes with the seasons in New York City? Yeah, it was called like Park Avenue, Park Avenue, and then they changed like the it was like Park Avenue Autumn, Park Avenue yeah. like Winter, and, and I then think they would change. Yeah, this is the most privileged conversation that's ever happened. I I, I think their um, their their logo was a tree, and the each corner of the tree, the four quadrants of the tree were different seasons, like full leaves, part leaves, leaves falling down. So we could make like a shirt of that with the uh, facial facial hair. You know, the facial hair. I uh, I like it. I I don't know. I like to switch it up every now and again. I was shaving and I was like, I like my look. And then it's funny, like there's nothing more jarring than the moment a Zoom camera hits you. Like the minute you come in contact with your own face on Zoom, where you're, you're not like, ready oh. for it, yeah. No, yeah. I just like had my. I was kind of like, you know, when we look in the mirror, we look, we prepare ourselves to look in the mirror. You're like, I'll stand up straight. I'll like put my chest up. I'll I'll suck in a little bit. The worst reflections to get are the ones you don't get ready for. So like Zoom okay. is like the ultimate. Like the camera pops on, and I'm like, oh, I thought the mustache looked good. Like I did have a moment where I was like, my face is too fat for a mustache right, right now. I feel like I, a. No, I think it looks great, but I do, okay. I do feel like we all have that moment of looking in like a zoom camera or the mirror where you're like, I can't believe someone dates me. Yeah. I can't believe anyone <laughs> looks at me. I I'm can't a monster. Believe, I, I, I do less. I can't. It's not for me. It's not. I can't believe someone dates me. I can't believe I thought I looked good. I'll do that. Like I okay. like sometimes I'll have a picture tagged to me and I was like, I can't believe how confident I was that night. Well, it's all about the angles. I don't I think it you probably did look good that night and someone got you at the the wrong a- angle. You know, it's not like we're like two dimensional figures. I know. I one time I was like looking at myself in the mirror and I remember in college, it was like a college buddy of mine who was like, why are you looking at yourself like that in the mirror? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, you're standing differently than how you would stand. I'm like, why don't you just let me live in this delusion? Why don't you give me my positive mirror time instead of like 
bringing me back down to earth. Like, like, does he do that? I always wonder. I was like, does he do that to himself, or does he just do that to other people to ruin their lives? Like, I. Well, it makes, you, probably makes him feel better about himself, so it's probably like in service to himself. I mean, it did really destruct me because now it's 17, 15 years later, I'm still talking still about it. Still thinking about I, it. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that one time he said it to me, and then he moved on with his life. I mean, this might be a good topic for Diet Starts Tomorrow, I don't <laughs> for some of the other podcasts, but um, what else, uh, what's going on with you, Jordana, other than... You know, know, sitting at home and not going outside and this hellscape we live in. Well, (laughs) that takes up most of my day. But (laughs) um, when I'm not doing that, I am hosting Petra's Brides. Comes out every Monday. um, If you want to follow my journey. Um, So I I have... Can we give a little preview? Like, I, I do have questions. Are you... Well, what if, it, what's the first? I, I, my question is, and okay. not to make this a bride's podcast, but I'm sure everyone's wondering, and I am wondering as well. What's the first thing you do? Like, there's there's so much to do, but like, what's the thing everyone's like? Okay, chop chop, time to get you know, like venue. The, the venue. Is it, that that's the number one. They say well, that's like the hardest part and the first part because that really dictates everything else. So I haven't done anything yet because I haven't chosen a venue and a date. Um, got it. Cause then, so, then like the flowers come from nearby, the right. DJ and the band come from nearby or, or band or DJ, whatever yeah. you're going to do. I, I pray it's a band and a, and a DJ, you know, for my sake, cause I love a band, uh, and a DJ. You said, I like them both. I, I like, <laughs> I like DJ during meals and I like a band. I just love a horn section. So, well, I thought I'd have you sing. Oh, I plan on it. I, I want to, I, I. <laughs> I'll be getting up there. Me, 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 me. Jordana, I've seen you since the beginning. This is pretty good. Right? Yeah. Michael, we've met a few times. You seem very nice. (laughs) We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll be the opening act for whatever. Okay, good. I'm excited about this. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Yeah, that would be me. But, um yeah and in all seriousness the the seriousness the brides podcast is not just really it's not just about you hearing me talk about the boring aspects of planning my wedding it's a lot of it we've we've really shifted it to be a lot of like answering interpersonal questions kind of like we have in this thing because like brides and getting married really does bring up a lot of like family issues friend oh my god issues with your fiance dating issues in themselves about planning a wedding so there's so much really to go over there that we're taking advice emails over there about wedding related annoying shit well i might be a listener because i think that's the best part of it is like going from it's really a transition from the romantic to the practical and you know the romantic is i love my mother and my future mother-in-law uh the practical is hey future mother-in-law you get 20 guests you fucking bitch Right. You know, like, you know, know, like, it's like, so how do you play the two? That's why I always like, I do a bit on stage. I got to bring it back. I'm, I have this story I want to tell on stage and I think it'll be a part of the bit is basically how all these women, like they try, it feels like there's this big aspiration to be a chill bride. And I'm like, there's no such thing. Like, just like, let's stop trying to do that. It's like trying not to eat bread. Like, right. you have to eat bread. You have to be, a, like, an asshole bride. 
You you kind of do because there's like so many different things that go. It's such like a money a money suck and so time suck and then there's so many people involved in it. It's like basically um, you're the CEO of the wedding, right? And then imagine the pressure just in itself. Forget everything else. Imagine the pressure of like, and also as part of this day, you have to publicly announce who your eight best friends are. <laughs> in like, addition to marrying yeah. the person you love you right. have to keep a, a an older woman who's uh, related to the person you love in line also tell your eight you know basically be the leader of your eight best friends that you've nominated yeah right. it, it's <laughs> to like stand next it, to you it, they will they accept an, this rose yeah yeah it's an insane amount of jobs for one that's why you're the ceo you're running like you should really get like your you know maid of honor is like the CFO like they're the chief financial officer exactly and, like you have to like nominate that's why you need the help I I would imagine I I'm, it's so foreign to me because I've been in I've been in like eight weddings like I've been in a lot of weddings yeah and as a groomsman all you got to do is wear the right shit that's all you have to do like there's nothing to do and you yeah, see these yeah that you see the ma- the bridesmaids and they're all like tattered like they're just like all like exhausted and they like walk the aisle like they've been up for eight years and it's like yeah they Ugh. have been you have to get up at like seven thirty. um i can't things, imagine yeah, things have not been i think this it's like you forget how like different things are for men and women since like i remember we the last time i remember complaining about this kind of thing was like in college when the men's when like or i think it was the other like the men's rush was like going and like just drinking a lot of different like fraternity mm-hmm. houses and the women's rush was like formal interviews with like every day was like a different <laughs> outfit choice and you had to like so how many dicks have you sucked it was, and it's that like that was part and, of the and, formal and, interviews yeah and, and then and, for the men it's like so how many blowjobs have you gotten <laughs> high five you know like it's such a difference continuously yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've gotten 10 good for you you're in the house and it's like you've given 10 you're expelled from the deltas yeah it's it's a very different thing yeah for a female rush i remember it's like you had to show up at a certain time look a certain way pretend to be someone that you like weren't and then someone would after i remember when i was on the other side of it after the person would leave you would like write down like all the you'd write down like what you thought of them on an index card and then like move on to the next one and, and I, and I remember I found mine in my sorority house. They like somehow didn't like dispose of them. So I found okay. the card that was written about me. What did they say? It was like, it said like, looks miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I was and like, well, so, that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> and so Betches was born. There we go. <laughs> like, there's where the idea all came from. Oh, I'm a bitch, but like with an E. And then all of a sudden, Cornell rises. Yeah, brings out the... The media company that it is today. <laughs> what uh, uh, is so you're doing Betch's Brides. What else is going on? Anything else specific? Um, we've got Betch's Moms, as you know, download ship. And if you guys, you know, if you're a fan of this podcast and you want our red flag or deal breaker game, which is great quarantine game or like good way to get to know anyone you're dating, go to shopbetches.com slash collection slash you up um, and check out all the stuff that we're selling. And if you want us to sell something else, Something that we've talked about here. You guys have an idea for us. Let us know. Maybe we'll make it. Yeah, maybe that facial, you know, hair, facial hair t-shirt thing. Yeah, <laughs> season, um, a season, a Jared for all seasons. We can. That's call it. right. Uh, maybe if there's a line though, you hear us say, you know, 
we'll like uh, we'll we'll make something up from it, right? Like we yeah. we have the power to do that. So you think of it, sh- we'll make it. Shopbetches.com slash collection slash UUP to repeat what Jordana said. Jared, and, what do you um, have going on? I got a lot going on. Like I'm starting. We're, we're turning up the. Uh, we're turning it up a little. Bit. Back to work, baby. Back to work. Trying our best. Trying. I'm in the. I'm in the land of trying. I. Um, okay. This is coming out the thirtieth. So I'm in Dallas this weekend. Dallas, Dallas. Would love to see you. Royersford, Pennsylvania. Worcester, Massachusetts. Raleigh, Raleigh. Apparently, I was pronouncing it correctly, Jordana. Not you. I'm not it's surprised. Ra- it is Raleigh. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kansas, and Kansas City on Halloween weekend. So th- those are all happening. Um, get your tickets socially distanced. Uh, get the crew together, the corn, corn crew, um, the corn squad. Um, and, you know, if you have questions about how each club is doing it, all the information is on my website, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, uh, to go find what club I'm at, and then you can contact the club to make sure you are comfortable because I only want you there if you're comfortable because uh, that's makes you know that's a better show and and if you're right. not that's okay too. There's going to be other opportunities. I, I my life you know will go on and we'll we'll figure it out at some point. So jaredfree.com. I also wanted to say for any listeners that have requested this or have listened to it, I did watch um, love on some love on the spectrum. I know I'm a little late to the game. It came out like a bit ago. Have you seen I that? I haven't. I haven't watched it. What do you? It, it, I heard it's very touching. I heard it's very sweet. I heard it's like. As far as like, like it's like the most honest dating show is kind of right. The, the that was really what struck me about it was because um, I did. I thought it was all of those things. Um, and I thought I haven't the, seen it, by the right. way. I haven't seen it. So I just want to. One of the that. most okay. interesting parts is they have this dating coach and she sort of helps the, you know, the, pe- the people who are dating on the show date. And a lot of the time, again, like everyone's on the spectrum. So some people have a little bit of a harder time with it than others. But like a big part of for a lot of people is like not really understanding like the dating cues the which the, i i i right I, like just like the non i guess non-verbal non-verbal the, cues or sometimes even the verbal cues and it just like made me think about how it's like the least straightforward thing that you're doing because people in dating con- are constantly saying one thing and they mean another someone says we sure. should go out again but they don't really want to go out again or someone says you know like I'm not I don't know if I'm ready to date right now. And then like if you were to interpret that literally, you'd be like, okay, well, then they'll be ready later. Yeah, I I guess if if your issue is social cues, then dating must be impossible. I I mean, right. I'm someone who's very in touch. Like, I think I'm very in touch with like uh, or maybe too much. Like I'm I'm like noticing everything, even when there's nothing to notice at all. And it's confusing for me and you, right? You know, yeah, hundred so, percent. It's like in most things in life, if like someone tells you, you know, what's going on, you kind of like take their word for it. Um, also, but there's also, so much more to interpret here. You know, also the important part about that is like all of us do want the romantic part of dating. Like all of it. Like if someone like. And that's the hardest part. And, and and also, this is part of this first topic that we're going to talk about because I think it relates completely to what we're talking to, to the well, yeah, yeah. first it's email. Very, it's very in line, yeah. It, it's very in line with the first email that we're going to talk about because it it's like, what do you want? Do you want someone to go, I'm here to fuck? 
You know, like, <laughs> you, you know, like I, I uh, meet me like I, I don't know. That's not socially acceptable. Right. It's Maybe not socially it w- acceptable. It's also like even if you are there to fuck, it's not even fun to do it that way. You know, like, <laughs> it, it, you know, like I've been in situations where it was hot. It was fun. And then the minute we had to have like some sort of like, oh, yeah, this is nothing to me. Is this something to you? And they go, no, it's nothing to me. It was kind of like it kind of ruined it. It, it kind of doused the flame a little bit. Right. It's like when the lights come on, I think you made this analogy before at the end of the night at the bar. And it's like, yeah, this you is see not the real as face. hot as it was before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, that's what I look like now. You know, like the lights came on and it's like, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So it's, I would imagine if someone's on the spectrum, it's got to be even harder. And like, right. Is that kind of yeah, what they but get I mean, And then like, but there's other cases where like there's two people on the spectrum who are like dating each other and they're both just like super direct and I find it like kind of refreshing. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, if you have two people who kind of have that same thing, they're just, they're not used to sort of being like deceptive or, or saying one thing and meaning another or like trying to like sort of confuse the situation with body language or their words. So they're just like, yeah, like I, uh, I don't, I don't think we're going to date. Like, and they just say it to the person and I'm kind of like, I think it's like, okay, like, great. Like, like they know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But super direct works when the both people want the same thing. Right. I think that's the only way that those two people communicate is like what, right. I'm I'm saying it's like normalized in this, in this particular subsect of people, it seems like a little bit more normalized. Um, and to me, I was like this, there's like definitely something to this well i but i i I even think for them like super direct they go i don't want this they say at the same time they're like i don't want to date you and the person's like i don't want to date you either it's like okay goodbye what happens in super direct if they're like i want to date you and the other person's like i don't want to date you and it's like that happens too feelings feelings must get hurt though no i think they do and i think they do they their feelings are hurt and they feel like sad, but then they get over it like quicker. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I mean, I've always said it's much better. I prefer someone to like shut me down for like a second date than to just kind of like answer my texts, like, and not do anything. Like just leave the, like leaving the door open and not telling me what they want is like a much harder thing to deal with than someone being like, didn't really feel like a romantic connection. Um, but like had a great time or something. Sure. But I mean, the answer isn't as simple as that. Like, like if it's about dating, I don't want to date you. Like, is there ever a time where they're like, I want to fuck you? No, I don't think anyone has ever said that that directly. No, but th- do they say that on that on love on the spectrum is what I'm wondering. Like, are oh. they direct with that stuff? Because that's the thing. That's where it gets difficult, where it's like, I don't want to date you. But it, and then they keep texting you. That is someone who's saying, "I don't want to date you, but I want to fuck you." Like that's the subtext of keep texting right. without. Well, maybe the that's plan. really what's missing from the show. Is most people, it seems like again, I haven't finished the series, so if it if it ends with more with someone with them showing more situations like that, then forgive me. But um, from what I've seen, it's more about people who are actually looking to like date yeah. and find relationships than yeah. And maybe weeded those out, the people who were just trying to have sex. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, it's 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 interesting to like, I got to watch it because I, I, I do want to see how that like works out. 
you know? Right. I think I think you'd like it. It's um it's definitely like again, it's like it's it's heartwarming, it's great. Um and I just I think it's it's different and I love watching any sort of dating that's a little different than what we're used to. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows let's talk about today's stuff because i think it's on the same subject of like social cues right right 100 percent um, so the question generally is about what it means when someone says they don't know when there's a space to write what they're looking for on a dating app so this listener writes in, hey, J&J, love the show, and so do all my friends. I have a question um, today on what it means if someone selects the don't know option on dating apps when asked what they're looking for. Some background, my ex broke up with me because it, he said he wasn't ready for, for a relationship, and then a friend noticed he changed his selection from looking for a relationship to don't know. Um, is this a case of he wasn't ready for a relationship with me and wants a relationship with someone else, or is he just looking to have casual hookups? If that's the case, why not select the casual option? You know, it's interesting. So if I have this correct, this person is a woman who wrote in and they recently ended 
a relationship because he said he wasn't ready for a relationship. He wasn't looking. Right. Okay. So then she sees his dating profile and it says under the what are you looking for that he has checked off, I don't know. Okay. And she's saying, why not select the cat? I mean, let me first she, say, she's saying, I don't. She's basically saying, does, does don't know mean that he like actually does want a relationship with someone else, but not me? I mean, the level of investigation that she has done to relate his life about her is like uh, pretty. I don't know if he would realize the <laughs> the ramifications of clicking don't know. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like how much trouble I, that was going to get him in? Of all the things that would like make her question them being together and their ending, him clicking don't know has to be like thirty thousandth on the list of things he would think of, right? For me, I would like. I feel like I would love that. I'd be like, great. Like this is a. I would take it as like this is a sign that I would that he was telling me the truth. Well, I guess I I I, I have trouble I can with. See, this I can email. totally understand why she would look at that and be like, again, bringing it back to herself and making it about her, and then being like, he, Listen, you know, I, he I, I, had a problem with commit. I've done this before, where it'd be like, he's just never gonna love anyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just can't commit. He's just, yeah, and it's like, like I, I, I listen. I'm not above making everything about me. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> with her, and I'm with you. Like, I, I'm not above that at all. I, it's just so funny to me that he thought he never. If anything, he's being honest, and she's like, "Why not click the casual button?" Like, with the casual button, like she, uh, to me, she would have written in the email about him clicking the casual if he had clicked the casual. Oh, so did he just want to fuck the whole time? You know, like <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like it's it's. I understand it, but I also have to question it. Not because I think she's a bad person or that she's stupid or that she's over emotional. I'm just saying, like, it, it, this is human what she's doing that is actually ridiculous. Right when it doesn't really have much to do with her, but like. I think kind of based on what we were talking about before that don't know option is kind of like what you put out there. If you're not, if you're not necessarily just looking to hook up, but you're very much open to it. And I don't uh, hold on. Why there, this, this option, this box, this, you know, thing on the profile shouldn't exist. It is not in any guy's best um, in their best interest to answer this other than don't know. <laughs> like, there's no reason to check casual. There's no reason to... Because if you check casual, you lose out on all the girls who don't want casual. Yeah, that's our hope. So, so <laughs> but I'm saying... If you're you honest, to, you, you, you lose out on all the girls who are looking for something you're not willing to get. But why would you pigeonhole? Because this is what happens. Every, I think this is like... Well, to even, I'm saying, in guys' heads, are they like, yeah, like, there's a, ch there's a shot in hell that I would get into a relationship course, right every, now? Listen, every, I would say 95% of guys on these dating apps will give you the same answer. What are you looking for? Well, if something uh, kind of just to chill out and be casual at first, and if something gets big, you know, if, I, if there's real interest, then we'll get more serious as time goes on. That's the answer everyone gives. That's the answer I've given. That's the answer every guy that has ever been on a dating app gives because you're, 
you don't believe yourself to be a monster. You do want the meal that will satiate you. You do want the good meal. You do want the good dinner. But you're going to be hungry until you get to that good dinner. So you got to pick along the way. So guys aren't going to starve themselves until they find love. They're going to figure out a way to have adventure in dating and to hook up and to meet new people. Also, that is what dating is, is figuring out if you are the match. You know, like... I see that, but I also think there are some people who are looking, looking for that specifically, looking to be in a relationship specifically. I think everyone is. I think at the end of the day, everyone is. But it's like, like, right. I, I think a lot of to have, to have casual sex, maybe, or like not to generalize, but a lot of men are also looking to have casual or, or happy with having casual sex with someone who might be interested in more than that. Also, men aren't in any rush. Never mind casual sex. Men are going, yeah, when it happens, it happens, but I'm going to have fun along the way. And it's like, a lot of people are stopping themselves from having fun. Like if someone asked me on a dating app what I was looking for, if they asked me this question and I, if I didn't mark it off and they were like, oh, I see you didn't mark off what you're looking for here. What are you looking for? I would assume that that person asked me that question isn't mentally ready to be in a mature adult relationship. Why and is I think that? It go- I think it goes both ways. I think that's male or female. I have asked the question, what are you looking for? Because you're looking to absolve yourself of the responsibility of having standards. When you say, what are you looking for? Oh, okay, I'm looking for casual. Okay, good, stay away. It's like, who knows what they're looking for? I don't necessarily think they're looking to absolve themselves of responsibility so that they can... I think that like from your perspective, or from what you're saying, it sounds like you're like, the women are like ready, are looking for like their backup blaming plan for when things don't work out so they can like catch you in what you said and then like bring it back for when and make you into the bad guy when you don't yes, do that absolutely right. i don't think that's necessarily the case i think when we were originally doing it we're kind of like looking to weed out guys who were maybe like in a just looking to sleep around but i'm saying the people that you know if you're an adult you know we're not looking what, to go on dates or not looking to um but, this is but this is the thing. Like I, I again this is with subtle context and not being direct and the you know, the idea of meeting someone like I I hear what you're saying that not everyone is like like there's a reason for it because you don't want to waste your time meeting someone who's lying to you. But like to me I'm like you're lying with actions too. Like and also guys do ask on dating apps, what are you looking for also? And if a girl says um, I'm looking for something serious, you know, like, oh, well, casual. And then like, I think it, it happens the other way too. the people that want casual ask you what you're looking for and then hold that against you later down the line when you say, what are we? And you go, well, you said you want a casual, like, I think it works both ways is, is, is more the, to, to, the, right. Just, but I think that people should kind of be a little bit clear about what they are looking for. But if there's, I would understand that someone is on the dating app going, I really don't know if I meet someone, I meet someone. That's great. Like I would be on there that way as well. Right. 
But I think I think that there are a lot of people who are on that. But I don't think that it's necessarily like a bad thing to to have a sense of some people are on those things. And they're and a lot of people are not saying whatever happens, happens. They're saying, I would like to meet someone. I want to I want to be in a relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I'm saying these conversations, there's nothing wrong with that. And I agree with you. I think these conversations happen. If they're happening over dating apps, you're dealing with someone that isn't like these conversations can and should happen. I think mm-hmm. just like you're on a dating app and you say to someone, hey, how's your weekend? My weekend was good. Oh, okay, cool. And then you have like a 10-minute good conversation of back and forth, a ping pong conversation. And then you say, well, this was great. Um, I'm free for drinks Wednesday. Here's my number. Let me know if you want to do something. Like that should be it. That's so you're should, saying it, like find out from actions, not what they're saying. Absolutely. Like the guy who says, well, I don't know about this week. Well, you got my number. I got... You know, I have enough of a taste to see you publicly around other people to have a fun first date. Like, I've gotten enough. Right. Like, again, going way back to, you know, Dr. Ellen Fisher, who we bring up a lot, her calling it an introduction app is so true. The minute you get into problems is when you get ahead of yourself, the emotional masturbation, as you call it. Like, they, this is when, you know, I think emotional masturbation happens when you're getting someone to even answer these questions. What are you looking for? Well, I don't know. I haven't met you. I don't know what you like on a first date. Right. I think it's I, like what you're saying is like what I do agree with about that is like being willing to like, quote unquote, waste a little bit of your time and being able to like figure that out without having to have them tell you directly what it is because you will be able to figure it out fairly quickly. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You go on the, worst, the first. I'll tell you. Go, yeah. What is the, the <laughs> what is the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is you um, you go on a few dates with someone you really like them, um, then you sleep with them and you and you really like them and then they slowly start pulling away from you and then they don't like really mm. say anything but they just kind of like cat. You really like them. You're asking them to hang out. They're kind of slowly drifting away. Maybe they'll say yes to some things and no to other things. They're sending a lot of mixed messages. You've already slept with them, and maybe you continue to kind of sleep with them because you're like, you do really like them. And Mm. then you're just kind of in this like anxiety-ridden, month-long thing where you're trying to figure out what's going on, and the guy's not really giving you any clear answers. Um, And then eventually he says that he's not ready to be in a relationship. And then sure. that's three months of your life. That's the worst that could happen. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I understand why that is <laughs> detrimental. Like, I, I understand. It's just that. not pleasant. I get sure. it. Sure. I've yeah. been I've been that guy who's done that, you know, where you're you've been on a few dates. You've slept together. What are we doing here? It's been a month. Um, I'm not really, you know, I, I'm trying to think you're kind of into it. So you keep seeing them, but you're not like, you kind of know you're not going to like really be with them. Their birthday happened the third week of it. So you can't really end it now. Um, I, I, (laughs) I'm trying to think in, in, in that headspace when I was there, what's the point where I would have known that that's the thing. Like it's a two way street and so, like, I, I'm not trying to absolve the, quote-unquote, me in this situation of being detrimental to someone's emotional health because I, I do think that there's – that yes. that But 
at what point is the guy allowed to make his decisions? Is at what point are you you know like I mean he's al- he's allowed to make his decisions at any point, but I think this like what you're saying like this fear of being like this bad guy or like sticking it out for long enough to like it's then it's about you. It's not about the person and like saving their anxiety or or making or letting them kind of like in on where your head's at instead kind of letting them have to interpret all your signals to figure out what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Of, of course. But I, I would argue that it's also about like not bringing it up is about the other is, is about you as well. You know, so like as selfish mm-hmm. it is, as it is to like go, I don't know. We've been on a few dates. We've slept together. We've had a good time. I'm not really sure if I want to take on the responsibility of this person as a girlfriend or a significant other. Like, the 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 part where he's pulling away when are you saying something hey well, you're yeah, pulling that's... away you know like hey um i feel like the the vibe has changed like give it to me let's talk about it are you you know i don't really want to you know like at what point do you go you're not acting like someone i want to be my boyfriend you know i i think a lot of times it's boyfriend I agree or bust. with that you know i i, I don't know it's 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 this. The, this is the reason these things are hard. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm. I'm trying to. I hope I don't sound like I'm defending no, this person. I, I'm saying I, this is hard. I agree with that. I think sometimes after you sleep with someone, you get, become again like a little bit more artificially into them again because of like some chemical things, and so like you do kind of like you do. You are more invested than perhaps you should be, given like how the other person, how committed the other person seems to it or how invested they seem in it. Like that's sort of like the nature of Mm -hmm. like, but like, here's, here's the other thing, like relationships, any relationship, whether it's casual or serious, they, they need check-ins. They, they need what's going on. I'm feeling great about this. You're feeling great. You know, like well, they need, there needs to be both people kind of like at the negotiation table at all times. Like, and like, listen, well, Jess at what and point I are you entitled to a check-in? Anytime like, you want. Uh, uh, the minute you feel you want to check in, like, you know, someone's either going to deal with you or not, you know, like, and, and I think a lot of people don't check in because it hurts to hear that someone doesn't want to deal with them. And like, I like it to go back to this. And email, you know, I think there's a fear, there's a fear of being like, Oh, like you're just like you're like obsessed with me, and you're moving too fast, and you're turning me off. I, I, in that in that sp- particular case, I always take things to like the jury. Like if I was to bring that to a jury, and I and I was like, well, I asked him if he was still down for a date next week, and then I said, it feels like your vibe is off, and then he was like, you're obsessed with me. The jury would go, yeah, he's acting very emotionally. He's not being. You're not obsessed with him. You're you like him and you want to get to know him more. Like if you boil it down to like the simplicity of like I like you, I want to get to know you more. It's not about like you know and, and, and holding like again, that's where the you said you were looking for something. And it's like I get I you know, what's the answer then? I am looking for something. Obviously this isn't it. Like is that what, you know, <laughs> you know, that's a harsh thing to say to somebody. Yeah, I I like Let's let's I mean, let's all live under the assumption that everyone is looking for something. You know, like if you live under that assumption, then you can only say, well, I guess I'm not that something for them. Like, right. Her- Which I think is like 
I mean, to bring this conversation full circle, I think is like a little painful, but it's easier Absolutely. to move on from. Well, she's looking at his profile. Is that what it is? And, and she says, is this a case where he isn't ready for a relationship with me and wants a relationship with someone else? Or is he just looking to have casual hookups? If that's the case, why not select the casual option? Well, I would say it's a mix of the two. And that's the answer she doesn't want to hear. And that's the harder answer. It's like, yeah, he's looking for someone that isn't you. And he's also looking to be casual until he gets to the land of relationship. Right. Do men and, have this idea of like, I'm just going to sleep with as many people as I feel like until I find the one and then I will sleep with no one else? I don't think that's like the, the plan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the goal. I think the, I think the goal a lot of times is like, I'm going to be out for myself until I have to be completely selfless. Okay. You know, I, I think like, I, I have a friend, um, he's got a great joke. His name's Nathan McIntosh. He's super funny. Everyone should go follow him. He's a fantastic stand-up comic from Canada. Lives in New York now. And he has a joke about, like, dads and how dads just get shit on. And it's like, <laughs> just like how dad, oh, there's dad. And then, like, the whole thing is about how his dad is, like, yeah, dad is dressed like such a loser and dad, you know, is a fat old dad who, you know, whatever, like who pays for the trip. But like, screw dad. Like, dad's just the punchline of like this. Whole, he, he right. I'm not doing the joke justice. Obviously, no, I don't I know it, it specifically, yeah. but I remember I the, mean, yeah. the vibe of the joke. I just always loved when he told it um, because it, it's like there is a point where it's like you become doofy, fat, loser, dad. And it's like, we can't uh, wait. (laughs) Right. And it's like, you know, and, and again, this is back to the conversation we had about like, you know, men with that get in serious relationships. They don't exactly like give you this glowy picture. They don't look at you and go, you know, well, you know, like you're going to love it. No more people harassing you on dating apps. Like I think women get a different you know, welcome wagon, you know, like, so I, I'm not blaming this totally, but I'm saying like the idea of like, you know, have your fun. It's like, well, have your selfishness, I think is like what a lot of guys are kind of, and the, you know, find the right person when it's right for you. And, and I, again, that has to do with like, we don't have a clock, you know, we have the, the luxury and the privilege of not having like a biological clock. So like, we're kind of living in this different, like, hey, whatever right. happens, it happens. Life's you know? an eternal party, yeah. Sure, until, you know, you're doofy dad. You know, I... Right, I, well, the reason it's so easy for society to make fun of doofy dad is because none of that shit actually matters for him. What do you mean? The Like, I don't think anyone really cares if, like, doofy dad, like has a great haircut or looks really cool or sure. like it's, you know what I mean? There's less yeah, there's, of like a pressure on, he doesn't have to <laughs> be, like, it's only, it's only funny because no one gives a shit. Do you know what I mean? Of, co- like, of if course. It, if it, if yeah, it was it, like, Oh, here's dumpy mom that like looks like shit every day. Like <laughs> that would be like more painful <laughs> because like, that's not what society expects of her. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, I, totally. I, I, it's very funny and sad like, at the same time. Yeah. Right. It's a, uh, <laughs> Like, I mean, like, look at, like, every look at sitcom. Mom trying to work out like a fucking Ugh. loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like, yeah, it's um, it's a, it's like a sitcom. You know, that's why the sitcom is like the the fat guy with the beautiful woman or whatever right. it is. You know, like like you never, you know, it's not you fair. You don't see it the other way around because that would never happen. Because like, or we just don't picture it. You know, like we just don't show it in art. I guess I don't know. It would be like societally less acceptable, though. Right. I I again, like, listen, I'm not. The doofy dad character, like, I'm not like, whoa, is the doofy dad. I'm more like, (laughs) I'm more like, yeah, like, you know, as far as like, when are you going to, you know, are guys just out trying to have sex? I think guys are just out not wanting to bear the responsibility of of someone else, which which is kind of, you know, I think a lot of people who don't want people in general, if you're not, if you're not looking for a relationship, that's kind of what you're opting out of is responsibility. I, right. I think the confusing part is when someone appears to be wanting that and then changes their mind or sure. cha- even like changes their actions like midway through. And then you kind of have to like tear it out of them that that's like, that they're just not interested in doing that with you when it's like kind of seemed that way in the beginning before they slept with you, when they were like courting you and acting like they wanted a relationship. And then like once yeah, you were I, in, they were out. This is why I and this kind of goes back to my theory that like these dating apps were like uh, were are basically like giving, you know, nerdy guys a little bit of a superhero power. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the dating apps gave a guy who doesn't want to leave the house, who doesn't want to speak to women, um, a little, you know, device that can make them into a stud all of a sudden. Oh, I don't have to look at their face when I say, uh, you know, uncomfortable things or things that I could get turned down to. Oh, I don't have to leave my toilet to go out and meet someone new. You know, like you've given the the everyday Joe and Jim, the regular Joe and Jim, the ability to be a a you know, a stud who's out every night. You know, before right. dating apps, you'd have to go out. You'd have to face someone face to face. Hey, Jordana, would you want to take... Can I get your number? No. Okay, I'll fucking go <laughs> go fuck myself. You know, right. like, yeah. now on the dating apps, all that is so much more subtle that, like, uh, you know, a guy who needs, you know, needs, quote-unquote, to take you on three dates to get you to take him seriously can do that without having to find you in a bar to look like... You know, you don't even have to have that introduction where he looks all that cool or studly. Right. It's, well, that's it's, why we like meeting people in bars. <laughs> I, it's yeah. crazy that back in the day, it would be like, you met him in a bar? Ew, and now it's like, ooh, you met him in a bar. Like, How romantic. He must be, yeah, he yeah. must be a real talker, you know? Like, you know, right. so it, it, I, I, again, this is, uh, we've, we've kind of, we're on the same subject of the email, but it, it is definitely like a bigger issue of subtlety. Yeah, I think it's just like, it's not like, again, like so many things you talk about, it's not black and white. There's so much like, you know what I mean? I don't think anyone sets out to be the bad guy, like we're saying, but yeah. I do think that there there is like, I understand the anxiety of being on the other end of it and being like, it's really hard to figure out like what this guy wants. And sure. I get like, it should be about what you want, but like so, sometimes like you, if you've been on, if you've been on four dates with someone and you're sleeping with them, like 
That's well, what you want. I, I and then kinda, you thought, and they, and they start acting differently from before before you started sleeping with them, and then after, like, that's a that's something that happens often. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and that's. I mean, personally, I remember when before I met Jess, that was kind of why I kind of like I was like done with dating apps because I was like, I am just by nature of being on the dating app, you are saying I want to date. Uh, right. It's called a dating app, so I I was like. And I'm out most nights. Like I was out doing stand-up every night. And to me, I was like, if you're not looking to date, don't be on the dating app. And like people, I would get DMs like, we should do drinks. And I'd be like, well, I can't. I have shows, but I'm up for meeting late night. And I was like, right. You You tried to to maintain that. The honesty of like, yeah, I was trying my best. And I don't think a lot of guys think of this. It took me, you know, years of, of online dating and, 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 uh, to kind of like, and also it took me like reading emails like we read here. So not all these guys get that, you know? So that's why I have a lot more empathy for them than maybe someone listening might be like, well, they're all doing, I don't think they're doing it on purpose. I think it takes a lot of self-reflection to go, Hey, my actions are that of a dater. And also I never called someone crazy for thinking that we were going to get more serious. That's why a lot of people, and they're like, well, all of a sudden he got weird after the fourth date. It's like, without sex, he would get weird. He knows where this is headed if, the, if he's not up for something more serious. So like mm-hmm. this, like this, like actionable lies, I guess is a, maybe a, a, a phrase for it or like lying with your actions. It, it, it's, it's kind of hard to realize until it's too late. You know, you're like, right. oh, we and went on the first date yeah. and now you're on the third date and you're like, oh, we have gone on three dates, but I'm just like kind of getting to know you. I'm not really even there yet to even like decide on if we're like, ex- you know what I mean? Like to be exclusive. And yeah, so I, I have empathy for the guys that are doing this just because I and I again, I get put in the position of like explaining for someone who's ruined someone's month, you know, like <laughs> and, and I don't mean to. Make yeah, them. well, that's what I mean. Like, and then again, like to have your month ruined. I've had my month ruined. It's not like the end of the world. You move on. You actually yeah. like sometimes like learn a little something or two. It's not like when you're saying like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like I described like an upsetting situation, but it's not like the worst thing that can happen to a person. Obviously, sure. I I mean, this might be a good line for people um, who are, if you're a woman or a man experiencing someone who is drifting away, who is. And and this only gets worse because it texting. So even they, subtly. Even which, subtly. Right. I would say, I mean, it might be a good line to say to someone, hey, let's talk this out. Ruin my month, not my year. Right. You know, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, like, listen, if you're not up for like getting more serious, getting to know me better, make this a bad month. It's going to suck. It's going to sting because I'm starting to like you. But don't drag this on and ruin my year. Like, I think that's a really adult way to talk to someone who's not acting like an adult. Right. To get them to just like tell you what's actually up, what they're actually thinking. Cause like, that's where you feel like I can under, you're in that phase as a, I mean, as either dater, but for me as a, as a woman was just kind of like, this is like, I'm just very anxious about this. Like mm. I seem, sometimes it seems like he's into me and sometimes it seems like he's not. And like, he'll ask me on a date, but it's now like last minute or it's kind of like, 
you know, when before it was like three days ahead or like he wants to hang yeah. out once a week when he used to want to hang out <laughs> twice a week. So it's like mm -hmm. a lot. It's not always kind of like, oh, like they're ghosting you. Sometimes it is like I've got a, like, I'm not really sure what's going on. I agree with you. Like I wish back when I was dating, I felt more empowered. And if I had maybe we'd been running this podcast, I would have sure. um, to have just been like, what's up? Like something feels off what's going on and to not be like to have the fear of, of myself coming off as like obsessively into them or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you're not obsessively into them. You're saying I'll like it, like to help anyone going through that. Like you just want to get to know them more and they're seemingly don't want to get to know you. So that would make anyone feel badly. That would make anyone feel anxious, especially mm -hmm. if you're like, you know, like that you'd be that way with a friend. You know, like, yeah. hey, I'm trying to, like, hang out with you. Am I bothering you? Like, I I, I mean, during what's going on now, I, uh, there's some friends that I've texted because, like, I'm trying to keep up with people that I don't see, you know, like, especially comics where I'm, like, good, you know, close with them. And then, like, we used to see each other every night. And then I would, like, send, like, bits that I'm working on and, I'll, like, things like that. And I'll always – and there's been a few where I've been, like, hey, am I, if I'm annoying you, tell me right now because I'll back off, you know? Right. And have they people told you that you're annoying them, though? You know, you know what usually happens? Or is it more usual that they're like kind of like more responsive temporarily? No, what happens is, is no, I'm going through some shit. Right. Or I'm really busy at work. It's not even busy. It's it's, it's it becomes more vulnerable than busy. It becomes like, you know, I you know, it's just times are just kind of weird right now. I, I and I'm going through it with some other things. And I just write back. Cool. I'm here for you. Like it, now it turns into like, I'm here for you if, if you need me. And then it's gone back to normal. You know, like I, I, again, it was in my head more than anything else. But like when you say to someone like, Hey, I'm just trying to like interact with you and you break it down and you take away, like you, you simplify it. it right. It, it becomes less, you know, now you're but not, Oh, okay. I'm not being annoyed. Sometimes when you simplify it, the guy does come back with, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I've just been going through a lot of work and like my mom, you know, is sick my, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then your response, I'm here for you. Like, what do you do with that? Well, in a, <laughs> I'm here for you. Okay, good, thanks. You know, like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Text you on yeah. Friday. Text you Friday at midnight. <laughs> well, I at that point, if someone, if I, if I got the text, and I was like, hey, I've been really busy, work, my mom, this, whatever, mm -hmm. I would say, I'm really sorry you're going through that. Um, I am here just trying to get to know you. I like the date we had. If you're down for another date, you have my number. And, and make it so specific. I am here for dating. I'm not here for 2 a.m. I'm not here for... I'm here for... And you have to walk away from it. Like... Right. And, and again, that's back to like, what are you looking for? Everyone is looking... You know, most people are looking for the right person for them at the right time, at the right pace. And you might not be any of those things for them. And... When you say, like, what are you looking for on here? It's just like, if they knew, then they wouldn't have gone out with you anyways. You know, or they, if they knew what they were looking for, th then they wouldn't talk to you unless you were exactly what they were looking for. And it's like, no one knows that right. ahead of time. Yeah, and I think you can, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I get what you're seeing, like, saying... They don't know it ahead of time. And sometimes, and I think you just kind of have to accept the fact that it happens that sometimes people know 
that that you're not the one after seeing you for a bit and that you might have invested some time and energy sure into this person and you saw it going further than they do and you will get hurt but like you'll get over it a bad month is better than a bad year i right. I, I would uh also say i, I want to reiterate guys do this too guys say what are you looking for on the app and it's like they want i've said this on here like they want you to say oh i, I i'm i'm here to a blow random dudes. Oh, thank God we we're talking. You know, like it's like that's never going right. to happen for them. But that's kind of what they're saying. Like, what are you looking for? They want to make sure that you don't say like, well, you know, if I was someone, well, I'd be like a relationship. You know, that what's anyone on here for? Right, I would. If you wanted to, to pull the, if you wanted to pull the guy card, you could say like, oh yeah, I'm here to like give great head and like have a lot of sex. And then when they like try to pursue that, you could be like, I meant with my with like my boyfriend yeah, that, like, <laughs> in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or someone who's ready to commit right now. Absolutely. <laughs> like you so, could, that's like the, that would like the female version. Of, I feel like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all like because with a guy is like, yeah, I'm willing to do that with the right person. It's like for us, like, yeah, I'm willing to do all that sexual stuff with the right person. too. It's <laughs> a good way to answer. it. I think that's true. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. You ready? 
UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J Square. This isn't the most off-the-wall sexual encounter, but it has to be the strangest thing I've ever experienced during a hookup. I was getting, a hot, getting hot and heavy for the first time with a guy I was a few dates in with. So far, so good. He was a nice kisser, and there was some handsy foreplay that was all fun and enjoyable. Things took a turn when the clothes came off and he started going down on me. Again, all fine and good until when, he, when he's down there, mid-tongue action, he pulls back for a second to incorporate his fingers. Ooh, we have a pro here. Uh, and I realize this guy is smacking away on his gum that he had been chewing since earlier in the night. He continues chewing intermittently in between eating me out and fingering me. If he would have tucked it back, if he would have tucked it back and was discreet about the gum, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. But the vigor with which he was chomping was so distracting. I finally finish and he comes back up north for his turn. He's trying really hard to make out with me to keep the sexy times going. And while normally I don't have an issue with kissing after oral, I was really grossed out that he still had, the gu- had this wad in his mouth. At this point, I'm pretty turned off and want to finish him off and be done. So I hop on top in hopes I can end things quickly. He keeps trying to pull my head down to kiss him. And I keep pulling back and sitting up to ride him so that I can discreetly and politely put distance between myself and the vagina gum. I also forgot to mention that he is the quietest person I have ever been with in bed. Like it's hard awkwardly to talk so. While you've got gum in your mouth. Right? <laughs> I almost thought it had been uh, terrible for him until we were done and he raved about how amazing it was. So while I'm on top working my ass off and putting out all my best moves to this get this guy off. The smacking of the gum was the only noise I could hear ringing in my ears. The rest of our escapade ended up being him staring at me, unblinking, barely moving since I was on top and not making a sound except the chomping of his gum until I finished a few minutes later. While very tame, it was the strangest thing that's happened to me during sex. And if I liked him more, it might have been just a red flag. But needless to say, I don't think it was meant to be because that was definitely uh, that was definitely out. He was a nice person, just not for me. And I promise I was respectful and didn't villainize him at the brunch table, as you always say. Thanks for all you do. I hope guys can at least get a laugh out of this one. Uh, sincerely, Minty Fresh for JJ. That is, I, I love that because there's a lot in there that, like, I'm sure. I have to ask you, have you ever had the gum thing happen to you? Not that I'm aware of, but according to you, apparently a lot of men are just having gum in the back of their mouth and no one knows uh, about it. I've had it. I've had it in the back, like uh, top right. Jess is chiming in. What's that? She just goes, it's disgusting. <laughs> I've had it in the top right quadrant. And then ha- during like, sex. Yes. But then I like bring it like I, I'm putting it up in the corner. So like, I don't think I'm sitting there going like. <laughs> Jess is asking, what if it was so minty it burned her? I, I would hope not. It wasn't a, a big red, red hot, a, whatever they're <laughs> yeah, called. No, I'm not, if you're chewing big red, you shouldn't be doing this. I, I don't know. I never, I guess you forget. I, I keep gum in the top right cheek of my mouth no matter what right. I'm doing. So right like right now? Just, not right now. Um, okay. But I, I, so I'm like, I could be going down on, you know, someone, but I could also be, you know, on stage doing stand-up. Like, the gum is just Has there. Has anyone noticed this? 
No, I don't think I've ever. Maybe you know, maybe they haven't written into a different podcast, but I don't know. Right? Are you like chewing it loudly though? Like it seems no, like that I, was sort I, of the pr- issue here. Yeah, the the chewing to me makes sense that it would be annoying, right? Yeah, it seems like a little like unsexy. Like imagine if someone was just chewing on like their food, even like yeah, it's like, it's not sexy. Yeah, I would call it's this be- one. I would just that? call this one vagina gum because I feel vagina. like that should be an invention. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. Also, the the gross part to me would be that it's called eating someone out, and having that go together with would be like I don't I don't need physically it sounds like they're eating yeah, yeah physically sounds yeah so it's like just the visual with the audio would be enough to turn me off. Um, yeah. The other thing in this email that I really like is the quiet sexual partner thing. Have you been with a guy who is just like sitting there blinking? Like it is funny that he's sitting there blinking while he's chewing as if he's at the movies having popcorn or some shit. Right. Like going through the motions or something. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I think there's dead silent is like different. I think than like, not a talker like i'm fine with that not a talker you know like, I, mean? I, I don't even know what the noises guys should make something that feels like appropriate i don't know like it's on the like, moment for women the ah, ah like that makes sense that's right. fun that's sexual but like a guy i understand the idea of like what do i even say in this like huh, like that's not hot <laughs> Right. Maybe it's more about like the body language of seeming that you're very into it. Yeah. I, every time when I read this email, I kept thinking of like, you know, when someone blinks and it makes that like blink, 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 you know, like that, like cartoon blinking sound. That's what I kept thinking of. Like her on top, like riding, like she's fucking, you know, in, in the, the WAP music video and he's down there like blink, 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 like a toddler. Not seeming like unfazed by (laughs) what's going on. Right. (laughs) Like that would annoy me. If yeah, I was like going you have to, to at least like give a sense that you're like happy to be here. And yeah, like, I've been a, I've come silently, like I've done the like yeah I'm done. I think that's fine. Yeah, I I did have a woman say to me she was like, it it didn't know that you I I want to know that you enjoyed yourself just by the sound of me, <laughs> like they she wanted that <laughs> she wanted that, <laughs> that that beautiful sound. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think it also like signifies the end. It's like. You know, right. it, it, it's the well, yeah. you know, like, if, there's, if there's absolutely no noise, you cannot even know. See what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. there has to be like or there's some there's and like for I think for men, that's like a lot more uncomfortable to be continue going after they're they've already come than for women. Oh, yeah. That that to me, like, listen, when I go and then. Like, you know, maybe my partner's still moving. I'm like, oh, ah, right. You're you know, like, like it's, it's very, very, like, get yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, get the fuck off me, bitch. Yeah, like. Right. So I think in that sense, it's helpful where you're not like, no one wants to be like, well, excuse me, I've actually finished. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you want like some sort of like. I blow, I blow in her ear and I, right. I go, I've come. <laughs> That's how I go. It is. It is. <laughs> it has happened. That, w- that was great. Can you imagine no noise and then you just whisper, gets a guy lifts up? I fully enjoyed that. 
Like, right. That That's what weirdest. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you need some sort of sign, like physical sign that the person's there. So, what, what would so you, you call, call it? I call it gummy bear don't care. Okay. Because he was gummy bear, just not caring about the... Uh, oh, the chomper. What? What is it? What is it, Jess? She's laughing at herself. She has a name. Big Pussy Chew. Oh, wow. Oh, like Big League like Big Chew? Red? No. Big League Chew is like it comes in the pouch and it's gum. So it'd be okay. Big Pussy. So instead of... And it's like, it looks like it's um, chewing tobacco, but it's actually bubble gum. So it's called Big League Chew. So she's saying Who call it Big this? Pussy. Kids do. Kids, okay. it's, it's like kids bubble gum. Got it's it. Like ba- to like imitate a baseball player. It's actually probably harmful to mental health because you're just basically teaching kids how to like kids how to chew, tobacco? Chewing, chew tobacco. But it's <laughs> called Big League Chew because a lot of big okay. leaguers. So you'd call it Big Pussy Chew. Nice. Which that, sounds like sense. I'm sneezing. Big pussy chew. <laughs> Big pussy chew, right? Okay. <laughs> I had smack, uh, snack and smacker. There you go. That was the other one. I, 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 had a, I don't know if I told you this story. One of my best friends and I used to take this economics class together. We, we both majored in economics, so we were like an econ whatever together. And we were in class. Have I told this story? And we had this one... Uh, the girl yeah, you were she like, would throwing s- rappers at or something? No, we weren't throwing rappers at her. <laughs> she sat in between us and she's like was like a genius, like went on to work at the biggest banks and right. be a billionaire. And him and I, one class, just split a package of Bubblicious, which comes like six to a pack because they're huge. And we just sat on either side of her just with three Bubblicious in our mouth, just going... Oh, wow. The whole class. Poor girl. And I, and I remember she, like, mid-class just stood up and was like, enough, I have to go. And, like, everyone was like, what? And we were just dying. And she, like, ran out. Um, I'm but- sure you're on her uh, people to kill list. <laughs> right. Let's do an email. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I just called that one big uh, vagina gum. Oh, uh, vagina gum, right? You, okay. Yeah, that's it. Sorry about that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, hi, Jordan and Jared. I've been listening to your show for a while, and I'm a big fan Thanks for everything that you do. Two months ago, I started seeing this girl I matched with on Hinge. We're pretty close in age. I'm a 28-year-old guy, and she is 30. We hit it off and started hanging out more and more, and we're hooking up and everything. I was pretty into her, and she definitely was too. She even helped me move some things into an apartment I moved into, and she always drove me home after dates since I don't have a car living in the city. I, I mean, this sounds like more like a job <laughs> than, <her mom. laughs> than rate. Yeah. Can right. I get a ride? Home? Yeah. <laughs> she helps you move. She drove, drives you home after. Yeah. Um, Girls are saying. I ended up meeting some of her friends and everything seems to be going well. However, around two weeks ago, I could tell she was getting more distant and I was doing most of the initiating. I couldn't help but check her Hinge profile and she updated it to her new neighborhood that she moved to. I personally did not update mine despite moving too because I was pretty content to not pursue other girls on Hinge. Last week, we met up, and she told me she didn't feel ready for a relationship and didn't want to force things, which I respected. I did tell her that I had been thinking of her a lot and asked if there was anything I could do, but she said no. I told her I understood her position. She seemed genuinely a little sad to be ending things, but she was upfront. She also told me I was the nicest guy she ever dated, which made me more confused as to why she wanted to end things. 
She said it was how she felt right now, quote unquote, right now, which suddenly implied I could reconnect at some point, but it seemed pretty unlikely. After we said goodbye, I did text her just to say if she changed her mind to let me know, which may have been a little needy, but I like this girl a lot. I don't know if she was just telling me she wasn't ready for a relationship so she wouldn't hurt my feelings or maybe she met another guy. I'm still hope- hopeful that she may reach out at some point. What does this mean? Thanks so much for taking the time to read this. Also, as a follow-up, in response to my text saying, let me know if you change your mind, she replied immediately saying, thanks, I will. Please let me Ooh. know what you think. <laughs> Brutal. It's over, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say it's over. And I'm, and I'm saying this, I'm trying to give him tough love because I understand all of his emotional reasoning right now. Like everything he's saying yeah. isn't wrong. You know, yeah, I, it get it. Is, I get it. I get it. He's not stupid. He's not, again, the same thing as the, this is all in the, in the land of, I, you, you know, she says, you're the nicest guy I ever met for someone else. This is all living in the right. land of like context and nuance. And this woman, again, she may have been, she, of course she was sad. A nice guy that isn't the match for her. It's again, it sucks, it, yeah. it, it sucks. And also like it proves the point of like how hard this stuff is. There's a lot of nice people. There's a lot of nice people that I wouldn't date. So I, I, I understand that he's like, I mean, she says I'm still hopeful. She may reach out at some point. She's not, she's not reaching out. Yeah. The, even worse. Let me know if you change your mind. She replied immediately. Thanks. I will. She was checking you off the list. She was responding as nice as she could. To get you to like right. stop, but it's not she gonna li- happen. She likes you as a person. She's not gonna like not reply something nice. Totally. And 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 there's like so many things in this email that like we can pull out. Um, but you got more. You know, nobody changes again. I said something earlier in this podcast, and I want to reiterate: we're all looking for the meal, the the satiating meal. We're all looking for the big Italian special dinner. You got to eat along the way. You're not going to, you, you gotta, you gotta live. You gotta, you gotta have this woman. You are, you know, the idea that like, you're a very nice person. We had a good time. She, and, and then she's changing her hinge profile because she's looking for the satisfying dinner. You know, like nobody changes their dating profile because they're so ecstatic about the person that they're currently seeing. Yeah. That's something we all have to like, I guess like accept when thinking about these things or like, even if she, I think also for him, it's important to remember that like, even if she did come back, he shouldn't be interested because like if she, and and I've kind of like, I've been her and I've been him and I get it. It's like, if they come back, it's because they're feeling a little lonely and they feel like, Oh, I remember that person. They were nice. Um, they were like a good, they were a good guy. I like, wish I liked someone like that person. Let me give it another shot. They're trying to convince themselves into you. The hardest part, like, uh, uh, you know, a really hard thing with dating is like, is when you do find these really good people and you go, damn it, I have no good reason to end things. And your friends are like, oh, I love that guy. And your friends are like, he was so nice. And it's like, yeah, but he didn't make me wet. He didn't make my dick hard. You know, like, I I don't know how to say that to people. You know, like, again, there's a relationship pie. And you're trying to 
have all of those pieces of the pie fit together. And if one of those pot pieces isn't there, it can, it can Ru- bail yeah. you out of the whole thing. Like it can, like I, I, and I understand why personal. she's, what would he rather her say to him? I fucking hate you and I never want to fuck you again. And you're ugly. And, um, you, this was the, you know, you're nice, but like, I don't want nice guys. Like, that's not what she, she doesn't mean that. Right. Or like, even if like, I mean, even I think the part about like, you're nice and I don't want nice guys. Like, Maybe there's an element of truth to that. But the, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like that closure discussion we've had. It's like it doesn't really matter why. Yeah, it doesn't. That, like, they've, like, ended it. And, like, it's almost, like, interesting to see this because it reminds me that, like, we've both been sort of, like, we've all been both people. We've been the mm-hmm, person who's, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this with the original opening email. It's like we've been, I've been, or at least for me, like, I've been the person that dates the guy for three months and then he kind of pulls away and then I have to tell him, and then he winds up telling me that he's like not ready for a relationship or something. And then I've also been the person who dates the guy that's perfectly nice that I like. And that mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like this. I wish I liked this person, but it's just not working out for me. Yeah. And like it, it would life would be easier if I did like this person. Yeah, that that is another life would be easier. Such a great way to put it, because it's like, I mean, he wrote, I like this girl a lot. You like how she made you feel a lot. That is yeah. true. Um you should take the things you liked about her to judge the next person. That's called creating taste. That's called, hey, maybe the next person won't be as great, but there'll be things you learn about that you like from them to take to the next person. Like, this is all, like, a part of the process. I feel bad for him, but, like, at the same time, what does this mean? It's so interesting that, like, she's like, ah, you're really nice. I don't want to date you. What does this mean? I, it mean, you know, it means he does. She doesn't want to date you. It means right. she's being For whatever you know, reason. And most people are conflict averse. So, you know, like Jess said, maybe she doesn't want to fuck you. Well, we're trying to be nice to this person, Jess. Jess is a. <laughs> Jess is. I did say that. I said that's part of the pie. Like she doesn't. There's something missing for her. I don't know if it's fucking him or whatever it is, but it's, it's whatever it might be believe them you know like right. uh, you know what is the maya angelo quote if someone tells who, you who they are believe them yeah if so uh, here's maya angelo if she was a relationship expert if That's someone she says say. she would say if someone says um i'm not ready for a relationship it's with you you're not yeah. with you know so like and believe them the, and yeah. believe them believe I the mean, fuck out of them Another part of that that seems a little glaring to me in this, and again, like I want to, um, not to not to again pinpoint the reason because I don't think it really matters, but mm. I do think this seems like an a, perhaps an example of that like anxious avoidant trap that I've uh, I've talked about before in that book attached, which you should read, sir, whoever is writing in. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just um, sometimes it is about like people who do have this personality where they get anxious about relationships, which it sounds like you do wind up dating people who are not necessarily looking for relationships or are like a little bit more removed from situations. I don't know if this is definitely it, but it sounds a little bit like that. So but I would recommend to this guy because as an anxious dater, that definitely helped me this book attached. Um, check it out for the readers out there. <laughs> You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? 
Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some, let's play some games. You ready? Yeah, let's play it. All right. Red flag or deal breaker? UUP at Betches.com. Send them in. Send them in. Let's hear it. Red flag or deal breaker? He makes you come to his city and then doesn't have a plan for the date. I was set up by a coworker with a guy she knew from, from college. I live in New Jersey. He lives in New York. He asked me to come to the city for the, for the date, which is fine. But then he didn't have a plan. We wandered aimlessly before sitting for a drink. And then after that drink, walked around again for another hour before I literally had to ask, is there a plan here? Or are we just going to keep walking around in circles? Um, I just feel like after uh, making the trip to the city, the, uh, the least he could have done was have an itinerary. Also, it's New York City. There's a million things to do. Even in a pandemic, you couldn't come up with anything. Sincerely, <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't pay tolls to walk around Manhattan. <laughs> Um, these are two people that are different maturity looking for two different, totally, totally different things, right? Yeah. Like she is at a different place in her life than him. And that's kind of the hard realization for any 24 year old woman moving to New York city is like, you're going to date a 24 year old man who is not where you are mentally. Yeah. I totally (laughs) get it. I went on this date. Um, I went on this date. Like when I was the guy. I went on this date when I was 24 and he a guy like we were both like working in the city and I like he like asked me to meet him at whatever like wherever his job was in like Midtown and then mm-hmm. we literally just walked around until like he spotted some I mean I lived in Long Island at the time so like I would have I took the train back at the end of it but I remember it was like the date went well like I remember we even like made out at the end of the date. But then, like, I left and I was like, that was really annoying, regardless. Like, that's like, <laughs> I'm still annoyed, even though I got over yeah. it in the moment. Like, and that's this, why we didn't go on a second date. New York City is kind of like one of those resume items that people read too much into. You know, like, <laughs> oh, he lives in the city, he has an apartment. It's like, yeah, but. He, he goes lives to Brother f- Jimmy's. He knows what's yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, it's the New York City's like the is the proficient in Excel of resume items. Like, right. You don't know what that doesn't mean. You know what you're doing. That it doesn't mean what's going through the guy's mind when he's like makes this date with no plan. He doesn't care to have a planned date. That's not what gets him going. Girl meeting me. I am me. I am great. She'll want to just hang with me. I'm maybe, maybe she'll just like come into my apartment right away. Like it's all stupid. Like <laughs> I, I don't think I'm not defending him. 
But I, I, I have been that guy where I'm like, I mean, oh, yeah, we'll just pop in here. And then you see the girl's face like, oh, my God, he right. hasn't planned any of this. Like, yeah, it's There's- it's um, and also it kind of shows this guy like the reason he's so immature is that he doesn't even realize that like two fixes, he could have been getting everything he wanted out of this date. Like. Yeah, just like, get on an open table. <laughs> Jesus. Like, like if he had gone on an open table that day, picked a place, and then thought of a park nearby, maybe he's hooking up that night. You know, like yeah. instead of the, her writing an email to us. Like, like I, I, I don't like when she says I didn't pay tolls to walk around Manhattan. Like, okay, I, I, I understand <laughs> what she's saying, but like I don't like – I'm not saying like, oh, the tolls, like, you know, like, right, I don't gotta think make he's... sure it's like she gets like $14 worth of drinks <laughs> to make up for that. Yeah. And it's like, um, we've had this conversation on this podcast a long time ago where it's like the person who lives out this outside the city makes you like, like they want a plan more than anyone else because there's no real out for them. Right. They can't just go home. Yeah. Like, they can't. <laughs> on like a quick like, like subway ride. Like it's like a whole process. Sure. So I don't think he I think when you live in New York City, you're you. I mean, New York City is the most um, like cocky place. I mean, people call it the city and just assume that, you know, which city they're. So people in New York City don't really think of other people's like way to come there or how big a deal it is to get in there. Like I this guy's immature, obviously, and he's just right. not thinking of you. And so I this would is say a, the. It's a deal Sorry, breaker that you guys are so far apart on your maturity level. Not that he didn't plan the date as much as that. Right. If maybe if you were like, oh, maybe you wouldn't care or a different girl wouldn't care and it'd be fine. But it would be it would be a deal breaker for me because I guess it was another deal breaker on this subject. I remember it was like. Maybe it wasn't a deal breaker and if everything else went fine, it would have been fine. But I remember this guy like. Even he had me meet him at a bar that wound up just being like so busy that you couldn't get a drink. Do you know what I mean? Like just, ex- yeah. just packed with people. And then we like left there and then we're like wandering around trying to find a different place. And I get like, just like a, I, you want to be like cool girl who like goes with the flow, but like it mm. is kind of annoying when you're meeting someone for the first time to get somewhere you've like just met them. And then you're just like in this cramped place with like, Oh, well, you, you know, it's also the whole idea of the first date is to meet this person. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, like, so then we're like spending and like I just it's a it's a dating app date. I've never even seen you before. And now we're like searching for a bar together that isn't extremely crowded. Like yeah. do a little prep work. We're we're on the uh, you know, we're on a treasure hunt for, <laughs> you know, Red Bull vodkas and, you know, and White Claws, you know, <laughs> like. It's right. Like, it's not like relaxing. Need, it's not no. like a nice chill date. The hunt for table of two. You know, yeah, you're. it's annoying. I can understand that. Yeah. Let's do another. You ready? I'm ready. They're 26, rent their apartment, and is seriously considering buying a $180,000 Maserati. I mean... I think it'd be a, a deal breaker for me. Yeah, deal breaker for me. I, I Poor fiscal responsibility. Yeah, I... I even the person who says that I would end it with like even entertaining it. Like if someone, if I was talking with, to a girl at a restaurant and she was like, you know, I'm living in the city. I rent, um, I'm seriously considering buying a Maserati. I would go, 
nice to meet you. I gotta go. Like I, yeah. I what, the things that they talk about annoys me more than anything. The fact that they even want one is almost irritating. Just even the imaginary world where this is just a dream they had. I, I'm out. <laughs> like even yeah. the mention of it. You care about things and say, like a lot of times people say things because they want you to hear them say them. Like they want you to be, to like, so like. I think you'll be impressed by that. Exactly. Like no one's buying a Maserati for 180,000 when they're renting a place. It's just, that's a lie that they're telling to impress you. And it's like, get out of my fucking face. I agree. All right. Last one. It's the last one. I agree. They, they use a Velcro wallet. For me, it doesn't matter. This because I would just assume that's the fashion. I would assume I they're going for some you. sort of like what? Jess has a had a Velcro wallet. If Jess had a Velcro wallet, um, I would assume it would it would make sense with her aesthetic. She likes music. She's into fish. Like I, <laughs> she's like now you offended. think I'm a Velcro <laughs> wallet person? Yeah, she's you know smoking weed. She's a She's a slacker. So I, <laughs> I nobody would Homeless. like, I, I, yeah, she's just like, she's like, what up, bro? That's how she said hi to me the first time we met. So like, I, I would understand. I'd be like, I would assume it was some sort of like hipster, chic, cool thing. Nerd. Okay. It was cooler. Some things are so not cool that they become really cool. You know, right, and you're kind of like, oh, did I not know that that was actually cool? Yeah, so like I a would fanny assume, pack or something. Absolutely, I I live in the world where I am not cool, so anything that's out of my fashion sense, I'm like, it must be really cool because I don't know about it. I feel that I'm not that cool either, but I don't like to date guys who, even if that was the case, that it was so cool that I didn't even know about it. Sure. I would still be like, this person's not a match for me because like I am not going to be like I'm going to be making fun of all these like cool trends. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm. I mean? the, I, you're the person I make fun of, so I can't be with you. Yeah, right. I understand. Like that. even if it's even if it is the case that you are technically right. Okay. And like this is a cool thing to do. Let me go to some other not cool ways men hold, hold carry money. Okay. What if he is a guy that has a rubber band to that he loops around his money and credit cards, and that's his holder? Because some people are rubber band guys. That's like an old right. guy man thing. Like money clip. This is wor- worse than money clip. Um, money clip. You're into it or not into it, Jordan? I'm not really. I'm just into like people who like have the standard normal thing, like a a regular leather wallet or something i used to carry a money clip and i would put my cards in it and my money i didn't have enough my money. dad has a money clip yeah it's a bad, it's a dad thing to carry around yeah it would belong it belonged to my my dad i think i think he gave me his the money clip is fine the, what about the rubber band is a little bit like are you a drug dealer sure like why do you have why, why do you have that much like cash that like it's in a rubber band like well, a rubber band could be no money at all. They could just wrap around their credit card and money. That it's almost like, like a, you're car- you're also carrying around trash. Yeah, that part's too weird. It needs to be like somewhere between like the really cool thing and the like really poor thing. What if they <laughs> carry around seven hundred dollars and hundreds anywhere they go? 
700, very weird. 200, I'm okay with. Okay. Just the $200 bills. They have 200, two $100 bills wrapped around credit cards, and that's all they just carry in their pocket, nothing else, and a phone. Not in a wallet? Not in a wallet. That's weird. It's weird, you right? Need to, yeah, you got to be like somewhat put together. Okay. I, I mean, like we need to maintain like a societal norm. But the, like to, I, I know a lot, there's, a, there's this version of man that is just like, uh, yeah, I'm a cash guy. I don't know if they exist anymore. I think they exist less. My dad is like, and my dad is like kind of what you're, he like uh, does carry around, around like a lot of cash. Don't rob my dad. And um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this might be our in a, in a dad's. That yeah. might be our parents' generation, like this look uh, that I'm thinking of. Like, what if they're, how about this? What if they're all Apple Wallet? They won't go anywhere that's not, like, they're just, I carry my phone, and if that gets, and, and my ID's inside the phone case, but that's it. That's where I'm streamlining this whole thing. What if we go, I'm like, what if we go to, like, a bodega that only takes cash? Hey, you got, Out of luck? You got five bucks? <laughs> it's probably a red. It's probably a, just a red flag, but I think it was. If it was like that was his whole personality, I think I'd be out. I, I, I you know, I'm wondering because I, I try to go Apple Wallet as much as possible now. Really, I do carry around cards? Yeah, I've never used the Apple Wallet. Oh, it's fan. You, you use it once, you're in. If you put your cards okay. on there, you're in. It, it's not even. Now I know the places that do have it. So I, there's places that like, like Trader Joe's. I can go. I can go like. After a run, I can just like pop over there. Oh, I didn't know they had it. Maybe I'll try it next give time. Give it a shot. I mean, this was all. This whole podcast was an ad for Apple. All to t- give everyone an ad. Yes. For Apple Wallet. So exactly. That, uh, we did it again, Jordana. This was fun. Always a blast. Listen, if you're listening, if you're here right now, that means you enjoyed the show. So why don't you post it on your Instagram stories? Give us a rate, rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe. That'd be a good way to end the show. We yeah, should- the rate, review, subscribe song. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Right? Jazz hand. hands. Jazz hands. Yes. So give us a little little, little, little touch on the, on the app. Uh, subscribe and uh, tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister. We'll be back next week. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram. And email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.